the privacy of the Riyadh, where he could finally relax. He was still drained from the unbinding ceremony he'd performed to free Nalia from her bottle less than 24 hours before. Being in those horrible human planes hadn't helped much either. It was unnatural spending so many hours in the sky. Nalia, does that street look familiar? Malik asked. He pointed to an alleyway leading away from the Deyama. I'm afraid I can't help you, Malik, she said, her voice cold. Whenever you brought me here, I was in a bottle around your neck. Nice, sister, Zanari said. She gave Nalia an appreciative nod, and Malik cursed under his breath in Arabic. Rafe fell back as Nalia and Malik continued to bicker about which direction the guesthouse was in. Anything? Rafe asked Zanari. She shook her head. A lot of Afrit are searching for Nalia. My Boakif told me that much, but nobody knows where she is yet. Having a sister with the ability to psychically view any place or person in the realms was incredibly useful, when it was accurate, anyway. Do they know what she looks like? Rafe asked. They know about the birthmark, Zanari said. That's all I can see. Nalia had already made sure to glamour her eyes, turning them shaitan gold instead of the telltale ganasari violet that would get them all killed. Likewise, the tattoos snaking over her hands and arms had been covered, although those would not have been so out of place in Marrakesh. Already, several women had called out to her and Zanari from behind the veils covering their faces, waving around cards with henna designs that looked very much like the tattoos hiding under Nalia's glamour. But the birthmark on her cheek was something she wouldn't disguise. It wasn't the best time, Nalia reasoned, to offend the gods by covering up a sign of their favor. Rafe frowned. I'll feel a lot better once we stop moving. No chance of that anytime soon, Zanari said with a nod at Malik. The Parjin had promised that the Riyadh he was taking them to was safe, a discreet hotel with only eight rooms, hidden in the folds of the Medina's confusion of narrow alleyways and streets. The ancient sector of Marrakesh was the perfect hiding place for them, but what made it ideal was also the thing that was keeping them from finding their way around it themselves. They'd been in the square for only 15 minutes, but that was long enough to be ambushed by the enemy. I can tell you this much, Zanari continued. Kalar wants Nalia to disappear. I don't think we should expect an all-out battle. She'll want to do this quietly. The Afrit Empress had her very best killer scouring Earth, but after killing Haran, Nalia had proven that highly skilled assassins, even ghouls with dark powers, weren't enough to take down the last of the royal Ganasari. This place is crawling with Afrit, Rafe said. Zanari nodded. Can't see any, though. Probably disguised, but if we feel them, they feel us. Rafe's eyes swept the crowded square. Nobody seemed to be paying Nalia any attention, but it would take only one mistake to alert the Afrit. As Malik turned to say something to her, Nalia's headscarf slipped down. His hand reached out to adjust it. In seconds, he'd secured the scarf so that it twisted around Nalia's neck and head like those of the Moroccan women in the square. He's a man of many talents, isn't he? Zanari said wryly. Half the time, I don't even think Malik's touching her on purpose, Rafe said. He's just so used to doing what he wants with her. It bothered him that sometimes Nalia didn't seem to notice Malik's closeness. The way they moved in tandem how she always came when he called. 
Rafe wondered how long it would take for her to realize she wasn't Malik's slave anymore. Rafe quickened his steps and threaded his fingers through Nalia's, rubbing his thumb against the scar around her wrist where Malik's shackles had once been. She raised her other hand to the headscarf, self-conscious. I look silly, don't I? She asked. It was a lucky thing the women in this part of the world wore such clothing. It allowed Nalia to hide the identifying birthmark on her cheek that had helped Haran find her. The ghoul had killed six jinn before he got to Nalia, including her best friend, Lilan. He'd nearly killed Nalia herself. Rafe shook his head. Not silly at all. Beautiful as always. He leaned in to kiss her, but Malik's voice stopped him. PDA isn't approved of in Morocco, he said. You kiss her out here, and you'll attract way more attention than you want. PDA? Rafe asked. Nalia shot Malik a glare. Human thing, she said, turning back to Rafe.